Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Roundtable. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network, and The Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. And without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing episode 10 of the Taiwanese BL drama series, I Do Be Loved in House. This episode was unsettling. Yes, I think that's the best word for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's few characters in my life that I've ever wanted to go and wipe the smile off of, and... The character of Eastone is is one of the few that I'm like, you know, I really wish we could do something to make you not smile right now, you jerk from the nature of somewhere very warm. So anyway, this episode opens with Shili finally getting up the courage. He's going to march into the design shop, march into Jinyu's office and tell him that he likes him. But as he gets ready to do this, he walks in and sees this guy who's in a terrible plaid suit. I don't know where they found this garment, except it is reminiscent of Trapped History 3, the suit that that guy wears, who's the mobster. And I'm just saying nobody, it doesn't matter what their body type, looks good in plaid. Uh, It doesn't matter if you match the plaid. It doesn't matter if you don't match the plaid. Uh, It's just way too much color vibes crisscrossing a person. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, Eastone is in the office with Jin Yu, who is very, very upset, noticeably so. And he says, basically, so you paid a guy to come and pretend to be someone else so that you could get this piece that we just finished up. And Eastone takes a long while to answer and basically is, I don't know a nice way to put it, completely unrepentant for his actions toward Jin Yu would be what comes across, but yet thinking that he can somehow get back together with Jin Yu and everything can go back to the way it was. And I'm going, logically speaking, I don't know where in the heck Jin Yu get or not Jin Yu, E-Stone gets off, but uh, I hope somebody comes and really bursts his thunder soon. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, Jin Yu is trying to deal with Eastone and the fact that they do have a past because that was the only person Jin Yu was ever with in a romantic relationship. They discuss the project. The guy leaves after kind of giving Sheely a I'm better than you glare and walks off. Sheely then ends up at the coffee shop where he overhears this guy telling the coffee shop owner who I want to just give a huge shout out. I, I think the coffee shop owner is one of the coolest characters in any drama. I'm not just talking about this one, but really he is one of the coolest characters I have seen in a drama 
ever. He kind of reminds me of the characters Robert Carlyle portrays, which if you guys don't know Robert Carlyle's work, you should check it out, definitely. I'm just saying, now I, I haven't watched certain ones. I mean, I don't watch films about uh, certain things. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, aside from the horror film thing going on there, his work is just exemplary, and I'm sure he did a great job, and that one is just not on his thing. So, anyway, but the coffee shop owner is very curt with Eastone, and basically says what everyone is thinking. He's like, the guy comes in, Eastone, sits down at the coffee shop table and says, I am going to save Jin Yu and make it so that he takes down the single rule and things will go back to basically the way that they always were back when the world was fresh and rosy, as Make a Mind would say. And the coffee shop owner looks at him and just basically says, you do have no right to call me your senior because I never was your senior in college. I was Jin Yu's senior and I really don't know you at all. And the fact that you just showed up after years of leaving Jin Yu by himself, and the fact that you think you're going to save Jin Yu, which, excuse me, but you're not the one going to save anyone, let alone Jin Yu. And I really think the coffee shop owner had tremendous guts and matza when he said this, because I'm going, most people would just sit there and silently take it and think really bad thoughts. Yeah, mm -hmm. but he's like, no, you're not going to be the one who saves Jin Yu. And if that single rule comes off the wall, it isn't going to be because of you. Because you're the one who left him, and you're the one who left him without ever looking back and trying to remedy things. So I really have my entire doubts about you, as the coffee shop owner kind of concludes. The guy leaves the coffee shop after kind of throwing his way around and glaring at Shi Li. And Sheely does not go home that night until late because he is completely freaked out. Also, I think, you know, we really don't see it in this episode, but I'm guessing we're going to see it in episode 11. It's just kind of a, a hunch. Sheely cares about Jinyu. And I don't mean it, but if you do care about someone, you want them to be with the person who they're going to be the happiest with, even if that person might be, like, the most poor choice they could make. If they're going to be happy with them, you'd probably rather have them be with them than with you looking after, over their shoulder their whole life going, oh, if I'd only been with X, it would have been perfect. When that's not true at all. But as someone who cares about them, you'd want them to be with who they feel would be best for them. And so I think Sheely is kind of caught in this vortex well number one he's never had a successful relationship i mean he has gone and told someone that he was shiwani but it didn't work out for him too well i mean no offense he has great courage but the execution doesn't usually end up being reciprocated and it has left him feeling like he just isn't capable of maybe being in a good solid relationship and if jinyu was with this person in college and you know, cared a lot about them, so much so that he didn't ever have another relationship, then this is probably who Jinyu is going to end up with now. So Sheely is out drinking a bourbon, trying to kind of decompress and not go home because he does not want to have to meet up with Jinyu when the woman who works at the jewelry shop comes into the kind of pub, I don't know what you call it, pub 
it's not really a bar. They have really nice tables and comfy chairs. But anyway, I would call it like a pub or a nightclub without any music. I don't know. But anyway, she comes and plops down. And she basically says, I know what's going on with you. And she said, you know, you have tremendous courage, Sheila. You really do. You go at life with courage and and boundless putting your heart out on your sleeve for everything you do except when it comes to relationships now you're panicking because it hasn't worked out well and she said but by not telling someone you care about them you're actually exacerbating the already existing problem Sheely so you need to go and deal with this so that you have peace no matter what it is and so she just kind of calms him down, So she'll have a drink with him, and he says, that's okay, but don't vomit all over me like you did last time when you were mad and drank way too much wine. We then go to the, and I could be wrong on the timing here, peeps, because I've only watched it twice, but we then go to the coffee shop owner, who is sitting on his sofa with Shikui, who has conked, um, sitting with his head on his knee. Shikui then wakes up as the as the coffee shop manager is trying to grab a blanket to throw over Shikui quietly, but he still wakes him up. And he says, I, I didn't mean to wake you up. You look so peaceful. I just want you to be able to sleep comfortably. That's why I was, you know, reaching for the blanket. And the Shikui gets up and he goes, he says, the coffee shop manager says, well, what were you thinking of? And Shikui says, well, I was thinking about marriage. And the coffee shop owner goes okay, this is interesting. And Shikui says, I know you said to Shili you've never been in a long-lasting relationship because you're a wanderer, but is that how you see your life always going? And the coffee shop owner is, again, he's just a really interesting person. I mean, I want to put a huge here again for that person. And the actor that played him did a great job, I have to say. But he says to Shikri, he says, you know, back when I was your age, about, I'm guessing they're 10 years apart, maybe, maybe 10 years. But anyway, he said, back when I was your age, it wouldn't have been possible for me to marry someone who I liked because it wasn't legal back then. And he goes, I kind of just resigned myself to the fact that I would probably never be able to marry the person I cared about because that was not a possibility. And he, and Shikui goes, well, what about now, gang? And gang kind of looks at him and he goes, I really don't know. He said, Shikui, you're, you're young. You're 22 years old. You're going to meet a lot of people in the next few years. There's no guarantees that you're going to want to stick around and be with me because you know, right now you like me, but things can change rapidly in a few months, weeks, years. So, you know, I like you, that's not it, but you could end up liking someone else because you're just so young. It's it's a time when people do go and find other people. And she goes, well, I don't want to be with other people. And I want to know, would you ever think about marriage? And he goes, well, I really haven't ever thought about marriage, but if we're being hypothetical here, I would think about marriage with you. And that's where this scene kind of closes. Again, I think that they're an interesting juxtaposition, Shikui and the coffee shop manager, mainly because, I'm sorry, hit the phone. I'm going with the phone peeps because my computer 
I'm having some more of my malfunctions in the audio system, even though it's a brand or a year old Lenovo that I got because I was trying to be good to the planet and not buy a brand new piece of technology, which I love my computer, don't get me wrong, but my audio systems are not updating properly, and I don't think it's my computer's fault, it's Anna's fault, so I gotta figure out how to find inner peace and get that resolved, so we're using the phone right now. But anyway, they're a neat couple because number one, I think it's interesting to see people who they kind of know right away they're going to be with someone. Now, I also think that there's sometimes a huge danger in that because it's like, you know, you don't know people well for even, I don't mean it weird, I'm one of those people that's like, it would take years for me to have the inclination to end up with someone because I need to know how they react under different circumstances and that takes more than, you know, a few dinners and a cup of coffee. But anyway, but I think, you know, the interesting thing with Shikui and Gong, our gang, is they are very understanding of one another. And I also think it's neat to see Shikui, who most people would think would not have any initiative whatsoever, be quietly sitting there going, you know, Gong has been hurt before. Gong has lost people who he thought he would be with. What can I do to make Gong know that I'm going to be here for him in the long run? And I think that's kind of interesting to see in someone who is in their early 20s with someone who is in their early to mid-30s. I mean, I'm not really good with ages, especially when it comes to Asians because they do look a lot younger than they are oftentimes. But anyway... But I think they're an interesting dynamic. I also think it's kind of funny because I'm like, you know, most people would just be dating for, you know, quite a while. And Shikui, bless his heart, he's already sitting there going, I have found the one. I am not moving. I am like a cat on my sofa. I am staying here. I am going to do everything I can to convince Kong that we are going to be together for the long run because I like it here and I really like Gong. And I think that's kind of cute to see. We then flip to Shili and Jinyu, who are having domestic discord <laughs> because Shili is just avoiding Jinyu. Jinyu is getting some things out in the kitchen to make supper when Shili comes home one night. Um, Shili kind of looks at what's there for supper. Um, Jinyu comes into the kitchen. He asks if um, Shili is going to be cooking, and Shili says, no, no, I'm not cooking anything in the kitchen. I'm going to be cooking my dinner later. And Jinyu then has the idea. He goes, well, why don't we eat together? Because he's like, I, I miss my fox. I really like my fox, and my fox is avoiding me for reasons that, you know, I kind of get, but it's still hard for, yeah, the little prince. So anyway, um, Shili just leaves the kitchen. He then goes up and tries to take a shower and ends up opening the door and completely panicking because Jinyu is outside, not being nosy, but he's like, I'm trying to figure out how to deal with the fact that Shili is just avoiding me constantly. And so he then shuts the door in Jinyu's face and says, I, I have to go finish my shower. I'm not done. And Jinyu's like, are you going to be in the bathroom like all night? <laughs> and Shili's like, I'm, I'm going to be in here a long while. 
Jin Yu. We then go to um, Jin Yu and Shi Li in their respective rooms. Neither one of them are sleeping. Both are sitting there trying to deal with this conundrum. There is a hilarious scene where um, Shi Li is imagining what it would be like if there wasn't discord. And he basically, it's like, you know, most people think, oh, relationship, it's full of passion, it's full of romance. And his idea is the koala is formally grabbed him and then he firmly grabs the crawl in a completely non-romantic way, just like, I am tired, I am crashing, we're koalas. Which, I don't mean to word, Anna thinks is kind of funny, because it's like, they're really, it's not passionate at all, they're just, yeah, koalas. So, Sheely is completely panicked for this entire episode, and, you know, he avoids conflict. He runs from talking to Jin Yu. He avoids dealing with him at home, at work. He finds out when he gets to work that Jin Yu is handling this new project with this Eastone guy. Because I think Jin Yu is trying to protect Shi Li. And I don't mean where Jin Yu, he's kind of a hard character because most people would look at him and go, oh, he's cold and unfeeling. But I really think the problem with Jin Yu is he feels too much, actually. And because he feels too much, he tends to close off things and come across as harsh to people that he cares about the most because he's trying to figure out a way to protect them. In this case, Sheely. He doesn't want him being hurt by Eastone because Eastone might be trying to influence him because he wants to get back together with Jin Yu for reasons that... Uh, boggle my mind. But anyway, so Sheely is out of the loop on the new project. He's out of the loop with Jin Yu on basically every front right now. And it's a really good example of how people tend to avoid conflict. I thought maybe growing up it was just me who loathed conflict. I mean, if there was a conflict, I would usually run the other direction or just completely shut my mouth, leave the room, avoid interaction, because I don't like dealing with people who are angry, especially when sometimes you just happen to be there and people unload. I mean, it's just you happen to be in the room. Yeah, it's difficult. But anyway, and I thought maybe I was the only one who tended to avoid conflict, because I've I met other people It's like, if there's a conflict, they will go and deal with it, and they will just go da 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 and I'm like, uh, that has its own problems too. But I think the problem isn't necessarily that I don't like conflict. I hate the idea of conflict. So if I perceive that there's a problem in the world, I will try to deal with it in a quiet way and avoid confrontation, which is sometimes a really good thing, don't get me wrong. Avoiding confrontation, you know, walking in peace with everybody is a good plan, but sometimes you can't always walk in peace with everybody. Sometimes people are not going to be peaceful and you have to deal with that. But I think, you know, dealing with conflict, whether it's real or imagined. In this case, I really don't think there's so much of a conflict with Jin Yu and Shi Li. What the problem is, is neither Shi Li or Jin Yu know how to deal with their emotional feelings. And so they have completely sidewinded each other at the same time, which is a terrible thing to do. 
So the coffee shop owner decides to have a little chat with Jin Yu at the end of this episode. And again, it's really cool to see the coffee shop owner as he's in his relationship with Shikui kind of come into his own in these later episodes. Because the coffee shop owner, when the coffee shop is not full of other people, which is usual in this in this series, takes and talks to um, Jin Yu and he says, Jin Yu, Eastone was here at the coffee shop saying this. I just think you need to know that this is what Eastone was saying. Also, Shili happened to be here too, and he was overhearing what happened. I know you like Shili. I know that Shili likes you, but you are completely panicked because of what happened when you were back in college. But you can't expect Shi Li to be the one to come and tell you that he likes you. You can't expect someone who cares to always be the one to do that, Jin Yu. You have to maybe take initiative on this deal so you don't lose Shi Li. And he's just kind of sitting there going, I know what you've been through. I, I've walked there with you a little bit. And I think in many ways there really couldn't be another person in the story who could have come to Jin Yu and told him this and had Jin Yu listen. But he's like, Jin Yu, I know what you went through in college. I know what this bloke Eastone did to you. But, you know, even with that all being said, Shi Li might have always been the one in his relationships in the past to go and say, I wish you wanted But you know, this is a little different with you. You've been through the ringer. Sheely is totally freaked out. You live together. You work together. This could cause ripples that he doesn't know how to deal with because he is, you know, unskilled in this. He hasn't had a massive breakup like you have, and even if he did, it might be reacted differently than you're reacting to what happened to you. And so he basically says, you need to go and tell Shili how you feel about him because Shili, he wants to tell you what he thinks, I'm sure, but he might not do it because he is panicking and it's difficult territory for him. It's at this point that Jin Yu heads off and also at this point that Shili ends up coming to the coffee shop after Jin Yu leaves and the coffee shop owner says, you know what, um, Shili, I want you to ask Jin Yu, if I can give everyone a picnic, because I really want to do this to thank him for not firing Shi Kui when he found out that Shi Kui and I are together. As his classmate who's known him all his life, I would really like to invite him to a picnic, but I'm really busy here at the shop, so next time you see Jin Yu, just let him know I want to give him a picnic. And Shi Li's like, I, I'm not talking to Jin Yu. I really don't want to bring up anything about your picnic, as delightful as that sounds, um, brother gang. I just, no, I, I'm busy with other things. And the and, and gang is like, well, I'm busy too, Shili, and I really want you to go and talk to Jin Yu about my picnic, please. And then the coffee shop assistant looks at Shili and goes, you know, Shili, if you are too busy, to go talk to Jin Yu. I, I totally get it, but if you give me your home address, I will march myself over and talk to Jin Yu about um, the picnic so that he will at least be told here before the picnic would happen. And she said, or I could I could go to the shop and talk to him there. And Shili is sitting there going, 
oh my goodness, if Jinyu has this girl who he thought I liked come over to our house, he's going to think I'm with her, and that's going to throw another new wrinkle into the whole issue. And then the coffee shop owner perks up and goes, you know, if, if you go to see Jin Yu, um, he's going to wonder why Shi Li didn't go and ask him about the picnic. So I think we should really just leave this to Shi Li. So anyway, Shi Li gets up, heads home. He's like, I will, I will talk to him about the picnic, okay? We then go to um, Shi Kui and the coffee shop manager at their apartment and I don't know why Shikui is wearing ears I mean this maybe maybe I missed something here but I'm going we we go from the coffee shop picnic idea to Shikui on the couch wearing ears which I, I mean don't get me wrong they're interesting ears but headbands with ears are a little disturbing on anybody but um yeah I, it was just weird I, I don't know what yeah, I'm just going to leave it like that. But anyway, I know ears are a big thing in manga. Maybe it's an offshoot of that. I I really don't know. It doesn't seem in the show that Shikui is a huge manga buff, but I don't know. And these don't really look like the ears people wear for manga either. It's just disturbing on many levels. But anyway, Shikui is sitting there by Gang, and he calls Gang, Gang, and Gang is trying to drink his juice and he's like you've never called me gang before he says well I'd like to call you gang since we are now in a more serious relationship I would like to call you gang instead of brother gang and gang's like um this is weird but okay you can call me gang and then she says you know I think she Lee and the director are acting weird gang and king's like this is really weird you're wearing ears and you're calling me gang but okay we can move on with this but anyway and the coffee shop manager goes well you know i don't know what's up with shili and um jin yu but you know they do have that singles rule so i'm not sure they could really be together even if they wanted to and shikui's like well you and I are together with the singles rule. It didn't seem to bother the director too much. So, you know, I, I think it would work out. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're more relaxed at home. And it's at this point that he just pops onto um, the coffee shop manager and he says, like this, the coffee shop manager says, and starts just tickling um, Shikui. And Shikui, of course, does not like being tickled, throws off his ears, tries to escape the tickling, and ends up having a romantical moment with the coffee shop owner, and we're going to leave it at that. And then we go to Shili going home, marching up the stairs, and this is one of the most comedic scenes in the entire series. It reminds me of the scene in History to Right or Wrong when... Zhao Fei is completely panicking about his relationship with Shi Yiji and is avoiding going to drop off the lunchbox. For those of you familiar with History 3, you're going to totally get where I'm going here. But he opens the door because he thinks that Shi Yiji is gone because his secretary said he was. And he finds Shi Yiji there who pulls him into the office in this hilarious fashion. Well, in the same way, Shi Li is marching up the stairs feeling rather bedraggled, does not want to talk about anything, let alone a picnic with Jin Yu. And Jin Yu is standing in Shili's room, nodding his head with every step that Shili walks up the stairs, which I don't mean it weird, but the deadpan humor of that is just, it almost made me fall off, yeah, laughing with that one. 
Anyway, Shili comes up because he cannot see Jinyu because Jinyu is on the other side of the door to the side. He comes up and he walks into his room and he goes, Jinyu, what are you doing in my room? Because they have a special rule that no one is supposed to be in either of their rooms without their permission. That's, it's one of the rules on the fridge. Rules are really important to Jinyu. I'm just saying, he has he has a load of rules. Anyway, it's kind of like that Brian Andres quote about lines. You know, I, I always thought that it was important to have lines, and then someone asked me about my line. I walked over to it and decided it wasn't quite as important as I thought it was. That's honest adaptation, but still, if you haven't checked out Brian Andres, go to Instagram this instant. It's amazing. Just saying. But Jinyu is standing in Shili's room, and Shili is like, come on, what are you doing here? And Jinyu doesn't really reply. He just grabs Shili and throws him on the bed and pins him there. Not like he's going to hurt Shili, but like, we are going to deal with this situation, and we are going to deal with this situation now, and you are not running away and avoiding me any longer. Which I think is kind of funny, because both... Um, Jin Yu and Shili have massive tendencies to avoid one another. It's kind of funny to watch in this episode. But it's like Jin Yu has finally come to the conclusion that he doesn't want to lose the fox. And I think, you know, <clears throat> this series is loosely has ties to The Little Prince, which some of you may have read The Little Prince, some of you may have not. It's an expiry book. Um, I tried to read The Little Prince when I was like eight years old, and I literally basically threw the book against the wall when I was a child. I was a very strong-willed child in many arenas, but I marched out to my parents and I was like, this is a book about a guy that commits suicide for a rose that doesn't even care about him, and I think this sucks brick. And my parents were like, oh, it can't possibly be about suicide. This is a classic children's book. And then they opened it up and were like, oh, maybe we should have read this book before letting our eight-year-old, who's very strong-willed and has great opinions about stuff, um, read it. So anyway, I was never a fan of Anton St. Exbury's work because I really didn't think the rose was worth dying for because the rose, well, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. But I think it's interesting in this series that we basically see that story turn on its head in a way because, you know, oftentimes I think people might fall in love with someone who might not necessarily be the best person. You know, I think in many cases people fall in love for the sake of falling in love. And what I mean about that is that, you know, they are looking for someone to spend their life with. And I, I think that's that's a good goal. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of logic and honest opinion for arranged marriages. I could do a podcast on that. Now, you know, as I've gotten older, I always thought I would personally do an arranged marriage. But quite frankly, as I've gotten older, it was like, I can't do that. My my brain just won't let me go there. It, I don't know. But anyway, that's a long story. But, you know, I think with Jin Yu and this whole situation, it's going to be interesting to see because 
the the guy who's kind of the foil in the story, the one who was paid by Eastone to come and get the product made. It was like the the little prince, the love that you've looked for is there waiting for you all along, which, you know, I really don't think the Rose was waiting for the little prince. I mean, I don't mean that bad here, but I'm just saying he should have totally gone with the fox. But anyway, I think that little quote that that guy who's in this series said about, you know, everyone who reads The Little Prince, some of them do come to the conclusion that the rose was not the little prince's love. The prince's love was the fox, who maybe the prince couldn't see that the fox was the one who cared about him, but that was the one who cared about him. And I think it's interesting as this series progresses, especially in this episode, where Jin Yu is making this product with E-Stone that is called The One and Only, Shili is under the impression that Jin Yu's only person that he could ever care about is Eastone because that's the person that he first cared about. That must be the person that he'll last care about. That's the way things are going to go. He just needs to let go of the wheel and let things work as they will work. Well, the thing is, is I think that oftentimes that would be a very human reaction to do for someone that you really, really cared about because you'd be going, yeah, this person is somebody I care about, but because I care about them, I want them to be happiest, and they would be happiest with the person who they knew when they were younger. They'd be happiest with the person who, yeah, they might have broken up with, yeah, that person might be a scum-sucking pig, but we can only hope they'll get better with time, which they usually never do, but you know, that's who they're going to be happy with, and I think it's going to be interesting to see in this series in episode 11 and episode 12, the last two episodes which are coming out next week and the following week, and we get the final music video, which I'm just saying it looks really good, folks. I think it's comma. So anyway, but, you know, maybe, just maybe, the whole supposition of the one and only isn't about the rose. And maybe, just maybe, you know, Jin Yu, I, I mean, we don't know because we haven't seen the final episodes, but I think that oftentimes what we might fall in love with initially might not be exactly what we need to fall in love with in the end. Because, you know, I think first loves can be a little tricky. I don't know. I just, yeah. In my experience, and I don't have a very wide experience, but I've noticed that people tend to end up with people who might not have been like the first people that they ended up with. They might be quite different. And in this case, I think, you know, Sheely is not Eastone. Sheely has a stick to that he is like, he would walk through fire for someone that he cared about. Now, would he maybe complain a bit during the process? Oh, yeah. But would he do it? Totally. And would he often do it without that other person knowing that he was doing it? Yes. I mean, he's really in many ways the antithesis of Eastone. I mean, he is not, um, he's kind of like, he's just, yeah, he's a fox. He's, he's curious about life. He loves teasing people. He has a good heart. And I think, you know, he really is the antithesis of Eastone. Now, I'm not saying that Eastone might not have had his reasons for what he did, although I really don't think there's any reason in hell good enough for what he pulled with Jun Yu. I'm just saying Nana has very strong opinions on that. But I think it's going to be interesting to see as this season ends, Jin Yu 
come to realize, and maybe, you know, he's already realized and she, Lee, and the rest of them don't really get it yet, that what he liked in college, what he thought was going to stay and didn't, was probably the the worst thing he could have been around because that was the kind of people that wouldn't be there for you when you needed them. And I think it's also going to be interesting because Jin is the kind of person that initially you look at and you go, he's the kind of person that needs somewhere to be there, be there for him. But also, and usually so, because it usually doesn't happen this way, if someone needs him to be there for them, he will be there. It's like when Sheely falls sick for a day. He takes off work, he goes and is constantly by Sheely making sure he is okay. When he thinks that Sheely could be threatened by Eastone with this project, he takes the brunt of the project on without even telling Sheely what's going on. And I think it's kind of interesting to see how he will do what he can to protect the people he cares about in the same way that they quietly try to protect him because they care about him. And so it's going to be kind of interesting to see as this story ends, and we all know that he does end up with Sheely. I mean, come on, it's a Taiwanese BL drama series. They always end up with the nice people. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, which is nice and predictable, and the world is as it should be. But I'm just saying it's going to be interesting to see them as a couple once they decide to be a couple because it's going to be neat to see what they are like when their walls are down and they can truly be themselves around one another. And I'm sure we'll have lots of koala moments. And yeah, that's going to be quite funny. I just, I don't mean it weird, but that and the the koala moment with Sheely thinking, oh, it would be nice to have my koala back. And then also the moment with... Um, Jin Yu sitting there nodding his head as Sheely walks up the stairs was just bloody hilarious on this episode. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna with Check It at the Round Table. Just so you know, you can support this podcast as well as related podcasts, What the BL, and YouTube channels, The Hand Network and the Asian Drama Club by going to our website, thelittlegreenhouseonthecorner.com backslash support, where we have both PayPal donation buttons as well as the affiliate link for Grove Collaborative. Also, if you want to donate directly via PayPal, you can donate to rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. Thanks for your support, and without further ado, here's today's podcast.